0: Hey everybody, it is Monday, and it's a little bit later than we usually start. But it is Snipes and Stripes Weekend Edition with my good friend Tim Peel right here on nofilter.net dot net, where the fans can join the fun, and the fun is always the fans. I mean, I just made that up. That's pretty good. So <laughs> that's pretty good. What's up, Tim? How how was your weekend, buddy?
1: It was good, buddy. We were in national. I think I got out coached in the semifinal game. We were uh, oh. we lost. Two one. We lost two one in overtime in the semis. Half the teams crying, Bronson's crying, you know, they're 11, 12 years old. Lost two one in overtime, but it was fun. Like we took the kids, we took the kids down to uh, to Broadway and showed them what national's like on the weekend. So well, that's awesome. <laughs> so it was fun. It was fun. Uh, great hockey. I got to take the kids today and Tisha to see Austin Matthews, buddy. Uh, you got another one today. So it was
0: awesome It was uh, Toronto versus St. Louis. So you went to the to the afternoon matinee, correct? With, uh, with Toronto, what a, what a fun game to go to seeing Austin Matthews at his hottest, and yeah. He, yeah, he didn't disappoint, did he?
1: No, he hit the post early in the first period. I thought, here we go again. He may he may have one of those nights. You know, as you know, he just came off back to back hat tricks. This would have been the first time in the history of the NHL if he hadn't done it today. I couldn't believe that. I thought that it had been done beforehand. Um, so to do what? To do what? To score a hat trick. In back-to-back games. Back to back to back, and three. Oh,
0: three times, three times. Yeah, I, I and- did. I did back-to-back once.
1: Did you? Uh, Colorado, Jersey,
0: and yeah. yeah. So I did against Patrick and against um, Marty Brodeur.
1: And were you playing for Philly yeah. or call or uh Chicago?
0: I was playing in Arizona actually. It was Arizona. Yeah. Arizona. Yeah. yeah.
1: And you got
0: a yeah. good team. Yeah, so we had a I had a good run there. It's very hard to do. That by the way, that's six. That's six. Six hat tricks I think for Austin Matthews this year. I, my whole career I had 11. That goes to show you how how great of a goal scorer this is. He's got what 49 goals now in what 54 games, 53 games. I mean that's a that's unheard of, man.
1: I know. No, I know. Every time we talk about somebody on our show, they go on fire. We have Vander Kane on. who Oilers go on fire. We talked about Austin Matthews last week. He's on fire. So we must be bringing good luck to, to a bunch of people. I want to talk about, first of all, the game was kind of a tattoo, too. And I was looking at the stats a few minutes ago for St. Louis because now it's going to see, is Doug Armstrong going to be a seller? Because the trade deadline's in another two end. weeks. Yeah. Yeah. First, I think um they're 22nd in goals for twenty 25th in penalty kill they're 22nd in in power play like none of the stats stick out. um so it'll be interesting to see but i want to talk about so if,
0: if they're going to be sellers if they're going to be sellers and trade that on, they're right on the bubble of, of playoffs they're not going to be sellers they're going to be looking to acquire something no
1: see that's the problem is they've got teams right there minnesota and nashville are, are chasing them and we you know we saw today what happened in in Minnesota they put up a 10 spot on Vancouver which is unheard of there were nine goals in the third period today on presidents day which is just it's unbelievable it's a 10-7 that's going back to the 1984 oiler games right like 10-7 it's it's crazy so i don't know i don't know if if you had asked me a week ago which i think you, you did or i or i said it i thought st. louis would, would make it Nashville and uh, and Minnesota are playing well, and you know what? We've been all over LA, buddy. The last, uh, week, the last. Well, weeks.
0: I don't know. I don't know about Minnesota playing so well. They just they just gave up a ten seven
1: loss. No, no, no. In, in Vancouver. No, oh, no, mini one ten seven. Minnesota. Oh, they. Oh, mini one ten seven. Yeah, they won ten. Oh, 10-
0: I thought it was the other way around. I mean, I, no. would, I mean, you can't you can't say that I'm wrong because it's Vancouver, no. right? You would think no. that Vancouver. Oh and boy,
1: it was in Minnesota this afternoon. So can you imagine that would have been a fun game to be at if you took your kids to. But you know what? We've been all over LA, bud. Rightfully so. They've been shitting the bed. It just has not been going well for them. I was watching them play Boston on the weekend. Boston was was playing. Both teams were playing well. LA scored late, and then they scored in overtime. Yep, six, six five or big five four win, and then they go to Pitt the day the night that they're retiring yarmor Yager's jersey, which had to be a special night in Pittsburgh. What an
0: unbelievable! What an unbelievable gesture! I and I can't believe it's taken so long, by the way, for them to retire Yager's jersey.
1: Well, I'm going to ask you about him in a sec. So they go into Pittsburgh. They win two one. Uh, now they're right there. You know they've got sixty four points. They've moved up a little bit, crept away from St. Louis, Minnesota, Nashville. So maybe they're a little more comfortable. But I wanted to ask you about that because, what was Yarmir Yager like to play to play again? Uh, he was an absolute beast. And when I say that, he
0: was not the prettiest player in the world. But you know, you know that term stick handle in a phone booth, right? Yep. They I think they made that term yeah. because of Yarmir Jager. Or if if they didn't, Yarmir Jager perfected the actual stick handling in a phone booth. Because this guy had the most incredible hands and he wasn't the fastest of skaters and he wasn't the prettiest of skaters, but the power that this guy had, his ability to keep the puck from you, you would see it. And that you would be 1 million percent sure that you were going to get that puck and you would go after it and you'd be like, whoop, toe drag around you, and then he Um, would be by you.
1: Unbelievable. I know. His
0: ass. His ass is as big as a rhino. Yeah. Okay. And every time you try to hit this guy, he is like cemented into the ice. You just bounce right off him. He either sticks his ass into you or his shoulder. He turns and protects the puck. And the next thing you know, you're on the ice and he's going by you with a chance to score. The the guy, the talent and the brain that this guy had was second to none. And you think about it. He spent three to five years in the Czech League, three years for sure in his prime, and he's ended up with 776 goals in the National Hockey League. That's That's only 110 from Gretz, right? Just think of that, 120 from Gretz
1: those those highlight those highlight you could pull up highlight films uh, reels all day of him stick handling he's got three guys draped over him next thing you know he, he cuts in boom he gets it, it it was unbelievable but the best part of his the best part of his uh this speech last night in pittsburgh so i saw a clip yesterday and, and i forget who the player was but it said i went to the armor birthday party one time and there were 75 people invited to the party and 70 of them were girls and, and and he's he's never been married right he's yeah. he's dedicated his life to hockey and the, his craft and in a speech the other day or yesterday he he's got a new russian model on his side or check I don't know where she's from she's european and he goes i forget her name but he says yeah he goes i told so and so what i what, how, how good i was and what i well, what I did in Pittsburgh, because she's too young to, uh, to remember me playing. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody laughed in the arena. It was phenomenal. She but... was probably not even
0: born yet when Yara Yager absolutely turned my entire team inside out in the finals, in the Stanley Cup finals, game one in Pittsburgh. We, we were on a Chicago Blackhawks. We were in an 11-game win streak going into the finals. Pittsburgh was on a seven-game win streak going into the finals. We're up 4 1, and we're thinking we're going to steal game one here in Pittsburgh. Now, remember, Pittsburgh had nine Hall of Famers on that team. I mean, they, they had Fran Francis, they had Larry Murphy, they had um, Mario, Yager, Toc, Recky, I Bras- mean, Brasso, Stevens, Coffee. I mean, you just go right on, Trachier, you mm-hmm. just go right on down the line how many players these guys had. And Yaramir Yager, when it was 4 1, he took the puck off the boards, beat Brett Sutter out of his jock, beat uh, Kuchera out of his jock, then beat uh, one of our Russian defensive out of his jock, then went back and beat Kuchera again and spun him around, and then beat Eddie out of, out of the net. He beat our entire team on the ice twice to make it 4-2, and we all looked at that and said, we're in trouble. We are in trouble. What What and- period is this? This was so in the first that was a- this was in the second period. So we're four at- one. we're at 4-1 in the second period and Yarmir does this miraculous goal that just just dropped everybody's jaw. And then, you know, then Mario said I got to top that. Mario goes to- scores two. One of them, the game winner that Mario scores late in the third period. He actually saw Eddie with his knees bent on the post and Mario's behind the net. Yeah. And, and and Eddie's got his legs. He's got a he's got a about a four by four little hole that's going right to the back of Eddie's leg. And Mario just shoots it right at the back of his leg goes off his, off the back of his knee into the net. And that was the end of game one. And it was just, it was so deflating as a team. I don't um, right? And they beat us four straight that, that the, uh, that um, Stanley cup round each by one goal. And, um, That was the closest I ever got to winning the Stanley Cup and Pittsburgh Penguins and and Mario Lemieux and Yager just absolutely just uh, crushed my heart. But Mm -hmm. I love them to death. I love Yager. Let me tell you another story about Yager, which is really cool. So my family went to Vegas and we stayed at the MGM uh, mansions for, uh, for a couple of days or well, Yarmir used to go stay and live at the mansions for like a month, a month and a half in the summer, because he was a big gambler. As you know, he loved the tables. He loved Pai He loved blackjack. He loved roulette. I mean, the guy just is a, is a crazy gambler. Maybe that's another reason why he never got married is because all of his money went towards, you know, went towards gambling. But um, so we're in the pool. Right. And all the kids are in the pool now. It's myself, it's my wife, Tracy, it's my son, Brett. And Brett has Claude Lemieux's son, Brendan, who now plays for Carolina. So, wow. Brendan, Brendan Lemieux and, and my son are in the pool. And out comes Yarma Yager with a coffee and a paper. And he sits at the table. Like, I'm like, JJ, is that you? He's like, Oh, yeah. What's up, JR? What are you doing? What are you doing here? I'm like, Well, we're here having fun. What are you doing here? He goes, I live here for the summer. I'm <laughs> like, You live here? He's like, Yeah. I said, you're here by yourself? He's like, yeah, I've just come down to do my workout. What's your workout? He goes, I do my workout here in the pool every morning to start my day. So, so he took a sip of his coffee, he took off his shirt, he jumped in the water, and the water was kind of uh, just up past his belly button. And he proceeded to do one-legged jumps. And he tried to jump as far out of the water as he could. And he did it one leg, 100 jumps. And then he did the other leg, 100 jumps, as high as he could out of the water. And then he got out of the water, dried himself off, started sipping his coffee and reading the paper. About 10 minutes later, he would get in and he'd do it again. 100 on one leg, 100 jumps out of the water on the other. And he would do this 10 times until he had 1,000 jumps out of the water on one leg, one legged leaps. And I'm sitting here going holy cow and he and he he actually told brett and brendan to come do it with him and they couldn't even finish 50. and here this guy is throwing hundred legged leaps out of the water per leg 10 times which tells you why his ass is so big yeah. why he's so strong and why he's such a power forward like he was the guy is a freak of nature
1: yeah he is I, you're, and I believe that story a thousand percent because I saw an interview with him a week or two ago, and he said when he was 12 years old he started doing a thousand squats a day, a thousand yep. squats. I, I, yep. I, I, said to, I said to Bronson, I go look at this, a thousand squats a day, it's unbelievable. Uh, and, and just, just
0: like just let that sink in, right? One of the best players in the world didn't didn't use weights. Right. He was literally he was a he was a body weight guy. He was a the lunge guy. He was a power. He was a power jumper. Um, he just worked his ass off literally. Well, he didn't work his ass off because it was so big, but he did do a lot of things that made the difference in terms of what power became for him.
1: Well, the, the trainers from Florida, when he played for the Panthers said that, that, uh, they'd get an alert that somebody had entered the building and it would be eggs at 2am. He'd go over there at 2am, 1am go work out. Yep. Yep. That's unbelievable. Hey, let's talk about the outdoor game. Uh, A little bit because we've been kind of uh, I don't know if we've been pushing for the Islanders, but we've we've kind of been expecting Patrick to to get them going. But they can't keep a lead. It's unbelievable. Keep a lead. It's it's
0: crazy. But I think I think I think they're afraid now. I think I think literally they're afraid.
1: Before we get into that, I want to give a shout out to Matt Rempe, who is six foot seven drafted in the sixth round, played the last two years in the American League his first shift for the rangers last night he got in because blake wheeler's done for the year he's a i when i saw matt Rempe, six foot seven i just assumed he was a a defenseman he's a centerman and kudos to matt martin matt martin says do you want to do you want to you know put on a show rempe rempe mentions it. he goes i can't thank matt enough because matt uh, you know kind of said let's do it and uh he aff- he afforded me the fight he said is his exact quote and uh, his first shift in the NHL and he fought Matt Martin i loved it what a way to get that's matt- great what a way to get 80 or 90,000 people riled up yeah no question that's old fashioned hockey and matt
0: martin is one of the pure class mm-hmm. class hockey players glass class people um, of of this national hockey League for the last 15 years. There's no question Matt Martin is an amazing person and he knew he knew the situation so good for him and and you know I, listen, we, we talk about these games and you know is they did two back to back. They had Philly and New Jersey the night before, which was a pretty awesome game. Jersey showed up and played a great game. Um, then last last night, listen, Rangers Islanders, perfect game to have at Met at MetLife built uh stadium. It was ruckus, it was crazy, it was loud. Um all the fans got into it is it's what you want in an outdoor game. But yeah. I'm I'm afraid I'm afraid are, are they diluting it too much if they continue no. to do these stadium series yeah. games. They did one heritage in Canada. They did the the Winter Classic at New Year's. Now they do two outdoors.
1: Is you know is it
0: too much or do you think the fans just love it so much that they it's a never-ending Never-ending never craving for it.
1: Never-ending. Does is somebody in in uh, Chicago going to watch those games yesterday? I don't know, but ninety thousand people in the New York area are in the New York Philly area. So they their stories yesterday. They're like, should we do this every year in New York like Boston does the Beanpot, the four the four teams and you know Philly Islanders, Devils and Rangers. The atmosphere was awesome. I'd see, I saw Potthen being uh, interviewed with Denny Potthen with uh, Brian trache You could just tell they were on cloud nine, they were having a blast. Um, one last thing about that fight is uh, um, uh, Matt Martin said that to Rempe, he says, You have a longer reach than Zdeno Chera. He said, Wow, that's amazing! That's what he that's said. That's amazing. Well, your, good point, for him. your point, I think it's good if you had. You know, they're in Chicago next year. The Blues, the St. Louis fans are already buying hotels, buying tickets. It's for that the city that's in, in hosting it. The fans embrace it in that city. And I think it's fantastic.
0: Yeah, I like them too. I, I just think it brings you back to those days of playing on the pond. There's something about playing outside. I do think that playing in football stadiums might be a little bit better for views than it is in baseball because there are a lot of seats that are gonna get obstructed views because of where they are on the field. Yeah. Um, there's def- there's definitely some people that get gypped in terms of, that end up watching it on the Jumbotron rather than watching the actual game. But it's just the atmosphere that's being out there, right? It's cold, it's, it's you know, the, it's the sounds, it's, um, it's very, very traditional, if you ask me. And I, I think it's great. But I, I was really shocked that the Islanders lost that game that they allowed the Rangers back in and the Rangers have been playing some really good hockey lately. I mean, Panarin's playing great. Fox is playing. Great. it Obviously Kreider is flying high right now. He's sniping. I think he's almost got 30 goals already, but, um, I'm telling you right now, after watching the the practices that Patrick Wad was has been doing with the Islanders in hearing and seeing the, this bag skate, I think they're getting, I think they're afraid to lose. Yeah. i think i think in the third period they had a two goal lead and you know what two goal lead it's the worst lead in hockey you know that they're thinking that on the bench and as soon as they scored that fourth goal to make it five four you know their ass is puckered right up and yeah. they went oh my god if we lose this game we're gonna get bag skated again we're gonna get yelled at again and they play a totally a totally different game they play a tense game they play a conservative game and you can't play against that like that with the New York Rangers and end up biting them. Amazing.
1: Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll see what happens over the next little while. You know what, you go from you go from playing in a in a 90,000 seat building to playing in a 4800 seat building. We you you and I have and especially you really like the makeup of this Arizona team uh, a month ago. But Jair, they just lost today to Edmonton six three. Our boy Vander Kane got two more goals, and uh, in Arizona, that's their tenth loss in a row. buddy. yeah, they gone. can't, they can't, they can't seem that they can't seem to get over that
0: last hump. I mean, just just um, two days ago, they lost to Colorado four three in Colorado. I know. I mean, they they, they still compete, but they they are falling short of finishing these games off and finding a way to get over the top and they'll find it. I'm, I, I, Listen, I, I still love their compete. I love the way that they grind. They still have a, I think a mentality and a and a system that works for them. Uh, they're not too far off. They're not too far off. No, they're not going to make the playoffs this year. I think they understand that, but still I love the way that they're making other teams sweat and they made Colorado sweat and they'll make any team that's coming down the final stretch with an opportunity to make the playoffs they're going to make them sweat those games out because they're going to love being spoilers. So I still think good for Arizona.
1: We we talked – I got asked today actually who my pick was for the Stanley Cup, and I said I, – I said that – I have no idea. I said, Mike, now if you want me to give you my pick from the east, my pick from the east is Florida. I think they're they're a better all-around team than Boston. You were on the Kachuk train last Wednesday. Yeah. And, and and Matthew had – And you stayed three. hot. Almost yeah, five my- – did he have four more points? Two and two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Um, I think they're the best team in the East. Who do you like out of the West? You know, we've got we've got Vegas. You've got Winnipeg. You've got Colorado, yeah. Dallas,
0: Vancouver, Vancouver, Dallas. I'm telling you right now, Dallas is the sneaky. It's a sneaky team. They are a sneaky team. They lost four three to Boston today, um, which I'm sure they're pretty disappointed at, but. The, this team is full. They have a deep team. They have great defense. That Haskin is absolutely sick on defense. You got great offense. Um, guys that are putting pucks in the net. Ben can still bring it on. Sagan still can bring it on. Um, you know, Marchment is a great power forward. They're, and they have a great goaltender in Ontinger. But listen, Vancouver playing, is playing great. You Can't count out uh, Winnipeg. Don't count out Edmonton. Obviously, you know, those those two guys are going to have that team flying high. If if their goaltending can stay as as hot as they as they have been for the last 20 games, um, you know, you know, Connor McDavid is going to be going after that um, after that scoring title. He's going to start amping it up, which is going to give his team a lot of mojo. Uh, but I still think Dallas is 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 gonna find a way to sneak it out of the out of the West. I it's just something about it. They've been teetering at it for the last couple of years and haven't gotten over the over the top. But I think this year might be their year.
1: That'll be that'll be I think the West playoffs. All the playoffs are good, but the West playoffs West yeah. are gonna be sick. Oof. Could you imagine? Big time! W- Winnipeg, Edmonton, Vegas, Dallas, Colorado. Come on! Are you kidding me? That's unbelievable.
0: I mean, just seeing just seeing three teams in Canada in the playoffs in the West. We haven't seen that in, in the longest time, right? So, um, well, we might have seen Edmonton, Calgary, and and, and and there, but now we have Vancouver, which is um, they, they've shown to be a powerhouse. That
1: that every you know, time Calgary looks like they're gonna falter off. They, they went again, they beat Winnipeg at home today, six, three. I can't figure that team out, but um, Vegas is Vegas won Again, they beat the Sharks for nothing. Detroit, Detroit's been playing well. And uh, you know, I don't know if, if Jersey and the Islanders are going to be able to catch them. JR.
0: Yeah. I don't know. It's good. It's, it's going to be crazy. That's, I don't know. It's there it's gonna be such a crazy sprint to the end of the season here. Whether there's 25 more games left in the season. Is that kind of pretty close to 25. most of these teams? Uh-huh. Um yeah, ah, man, I don't know. It's you're I'm looking at these scores, right? And Buffalo loses at home to Anaheim. Like Buffalo's gotta, like- gotta do something. Buffalo's gotta do something. They gotta fire they're gonna fire some people, man. They, they, it's It's enough is enough up there. Maybe, maybe they're missing the playoffs. And, you know, again, their home record is atrocious. I don't know if you've seen their home record, but it's absolutely atrocious, especially to the teams that they're losing to. Um, You know, Patrick Kane, Patrick Kane's coming back. I think he had his 800th point tonight, 800 for Patrick Kane. I mean, this guy's had an unbelievable career. He's got 20, 25 points in, in 26 games for Detroit. I mean, this guy hasn't lost a step. He's coming back and playing some great hockey, and probably making this team a lot better in Detroit. You never know what's going to happen with that team. I think they're an up-and-coming team to watch for sure. Um, Chicago Blackhawks can't get out of their own way right now. Even with, I mean, it was great to see Bedard back in the lineup. He comes back with a goal and assists, and you know, doing his dynamic self. Um, But they just can't. They can't seem to. To find any kind of chemistry with their team that just when you think you get you get the top player in the draft and everything's changing the wrong way. Looks like Hawks fans are gonna to have to be very patient in this rebuild and see who are they gonna to get to help this kid, Connor Bedard, who is just a fantastic, phenomenal hockey player, and he's showing it again, you know, coming back off of this jaw injury with a goal right in the first game. They need he needs help, man. He needs help. help. How long does this rebuild take? You know, what well, I mean? it's been it's been three or four years now, right? And I think it's it's probably going to take another three,
1: right? Like that's a long rebuild to me. I I don't know. I I don't. And think- listen, let let's take it this way: when they traded me
0: in nineteen ninety six,
1: then they got rid of a couple other
0: players in nineteen ninety eight. The uh, Chicago Blackhawks were now in a rebuild situation. In two thousand two, two thousand three, two thousand four, they were the last place team in the league. That's when they got. That's when they got Jonathan Taves. That's when they got um, Patrick Kane. Two oh four oh five. So if you think about it, the rebuild started in '98, and they didn't win a cup until 2010. That's a 12-year rebuild. I think they could be looking at another 10-10-year 10, 10 rebuild right now, and it's and it drives me crazy because I'm such a huge Hawks fan. I love this city and this team so much, and I know these fans want to win so bad, and I, I just It's going to be really important. This GM needs to make some serious, really solid off-season moves to make this team better.
1: You know, you talked about Buffalo and our buddy Matthew Barnaby said they're on a 10-year rebuild. He texted me weeks ago. If you're the Buffalo fans, do you not say, F you, we are not buying tickets anymore. Like, this is a joke. This is a joke of a franchise right now. How is it? And this is owned by a billionaire, Terry Pagulia. And how are they allowing this to happen? It's it's Yeah, Tim,
0: yeah Tim, Tim Pagula. Tim Pagula. Um, yeah. What's what's really unbelievable to me is the fact that, and I love the Granados. Don't get me wrong. This is not a this hmm. not a Don Granado thing. I know. But. This guy's got nine lives, man. He must, have, he, ha- he must have naked pictures of somebody in his drawer, yeah. you know, holding somebody hostage here because th- th- w- there are so many coaches that have gotten fired with better records and, and little, littler yeah. leeway. And this guy just continues to, you know, get second chance after second chance. I would be shocked, shocked if it was the same coach and same GM in Buffalo starting I mean, next year, coming yeah. next year, I yeah. really would. I really would.
1: Our buddy, our buddy, uh, McJesus has 91 points. Or I'm sorry. 81 points. He's 13 behind. He's played six or seven games. How Plus, many points did he have today? He's got eighty one as of today. And Kucherov's got 94. McKinnon's got 91. Does, does McDavid, catch them i think he does yes yes mcdavid catches them
0: Uh i think without question he's going to go on a tear i mean this is crazy he had he only had two points tonight in the in the 6-3 win over arizona
1: you know you i'm know? at i'm at that leaf game today and a buddy of mine sitting in front of me and he he looks back he goes man there's a lot of money out in the ice here right now and i looked and it's a power play right knee lander marner Tavares, Matthews, and then I'm looking at their D TJ Brody, uh McKay. Riley. McKay, right. Riley wasn't playing today, yep. but Riley, Lilligren, and I'm like, is this team built to win? I'm sorry. You Team's might have-
0: built for offense, man. They better score a lot of goals in the playoffs because they're they're gonna give up a lot of goals.
1: that's what? You don't score a lot of goals in the playoffs. I know. I know.
0: Play. Well, they're not built for the playoffs, right? They're not You're built not- for the playoffs. They're built for speed, they're built for goals. They're built for speed, but I'll tell you what—that was—they the, showed their talent on that goal by, by Austin Matthews. You see, every goal scorer, young goal scorer, every guy that wants a young kid that wants to score goals should watch exactly what Austin Matthews did on his goal today. He he watched the puck, watched the puck, and absolutely darted right into the most powerful, yep. one of the best scoring positions on yep. the ice, and that was right in the slot where nobody was, and he got in position. And Marner made a nice pass to put it on his tape, and it was a wide open net. That's how you score goals. You score goals by moving into places, by getting to the high traffic areas, by getting into those high, high scoring zones and working your ass off and thinking the game. And Austin Matthews, that's why he has 49 goals, and that's why he's probably going to end up with 70 this year. So, anyway, what a what a nice little 30 minutes. Tim Peel, no brings it again. Snipes and stripes. Weekend edition, even though we threw in a little holiday Monday presents Day scores. Um, great job, Tim. I'm glad you're back. I'm glad you got to see Austin Matthews live and in person. And I got to see you live and in person on my computer. So great job today, buddy.
1: You, I'll see you Wednesday.
0: All right. We'll see everybody on Wednesday, seven o'clock Pacific, uh, seven o'clock uh, Eastern time, four o'clock Pacific, right here at nofilter.net. It will be Snipes and Stripes, the real edition. Have a great couple of days.